0: Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt. Big Kurt, you're on Twitter. Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. I'm Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Rating and reviewing is fantastic. Spreading the word, sharing, share, baby, share. That's what we really like. Yes. That's what what, uh, makes us feel really good. Interaction on Twitter also makes us good. Something that makes us maybe feel mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. better, okay, a little bit better. Okay, live college <laughs> football yes.
1: in three days. Three days, yes. or somewhere
0: around three days, depending exactly when when we publish this yeah, episode. But it should be around three days. So. Are they Big Ten games? No, no, no that's, right. that's right. not. But it's just an appetizer. This so is these an appetizer. are week zero. But by, by the way, week zero, how do you feel? How do you feel about it?
1: I. You mean just in general, yeah. like
0: not this week zero, just right. like the Just week the zero. general thought process. I am in love with week yeah. zero. Yeah, you love it that way. Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't need to wait to open my Christmas presents. Did, I can. Op- did
0: you open Christmas presents up early as a kid? Yeah.
1: <laughs> We did. We'd, well, okay. So we, we would get to open some on New Year's well, Eve. Well, that doesn't count. Or, I'm Christmas talking, Eve, Did I'm sorry. you sneak one? Were you a
0: sneaker? And no, I wasn't a sneaker. Oh, okay. No. All right. I didn't think you were a sneaker. No. I, I snuck once. And my mom caught me. Okay. And she she goes, well, congratulations. You just ruined Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's She actually old said mom. that? Yeah, that's how she Oh, went. wow. And, and the guilt trip sunk in so bad. I mean, that was it. I never wow. did it again. I didn't open up another one that Christmas. That's for sure.
1: Well, but I was... I mean, my parents were good. If I really wanted something, I asked for it. They'd usually get me it. And I was good at like the the present would be under the tree and I'd grab it and I'd shake it and I'd feel it and I would guess what it was. And my mom would be like, you're looking. And I was not looking.
0: You're just that good. I was good. Um, Something that I just saw literally just today on Twitter that was phenomenal. One of the greatest follows on all of Twitter is Super 70 Sports. Oh, they're fantastic. I mean, if you're not following Super 70 Sports, you're you're doing it wrong. (laughs) You are doing it (laughs) wrong. And it showed some. I don't know where he finds these pictures. I know. Joe's from Chicago. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I think he's actually a dirty White Sox fan.
1: Oh, good for him. Now yeah. I like him even more. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Tom frenelli and me. That's right. That's that's just, the trio. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just you're us all good three. Guys. Yeah.
0: You know what you are. You're the diamonds in the rough as far as uh, White Sox fans are yeah. concerned. But we won't get well.
1: Right yeah. That that may be true. Um, Not going to deny that.
0: But anyway,s he found some random picture, some nerdy kid opening up a Nintendo in like 1988 and he's Mm -hmm. like you know like uh speaking of Danny you know giving him a name Uh sexually or unsexually this was the greatest moment of his life until he was 24 years old or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that was me that was well maybe not you know greatest sexually but I wanted my Nintendo so bad I don't think I've ever wanted Anything physical, tangible, okay, in my entire life than that Nintendo. I mean,
1: I look back, I did get a Nintendo for Christmas, and it was one of my best Christmas presents ever. Nice,
0: yeah, yeah, old, old school, just the Nintendo or uh, uh, Super Mario Bros. Duck Hunt,
1: yep. And I have an older brother, but I'm the one that like really pressed for the Nintendo,
0: okay, and I did too. And my older brother wound up being as hooked on it as me, oh, yeah, my brother too. And it was the one thing that we could compete against because he's four years older. That sure, day. I mean he could just so you could you could them. hang in there with him. Even if I ever somehow got around him for like a couple of baskets in Nerf hoop, he just mm-hmm. beat the tar out of me, and you know that pretty much right. brought the game to an end. Which pretty much brought Techmobile games to an end too. But hey, at least I got that win up to that point. Um, on along those lines, the Christmas in late August is week zero. Yep. You can't do much better than Florida Miami to get that Week Zero game. Is that the
1: best Week Zero game
0: ever? I don't know off the top of my head, I but I can't think of anything. Nothing else then. jumps out. So over under fifty, Florida favored by seven points. This is at six o'clock p.m. on ESPN. I am all over Florida covering that seven right now.
1: You got a true freshman quarterback. You've got a brand new uh head coach, brand new everything at Miami. I love Florida in that game as well.
0: Um, I can see it being under fifty. I would go under. Because Miami has got a very salty defense. That's true. This isn't an easy cover. Okay. No. This is something like a twenty-three to 13, 24 yep. to thirteen type of game to me that Florida wins. They they got better quarterback play towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. last year. I mean, do I think Florida has enough to beat Georgia this year? Maybe. I, seriously. I, I, I'm i not writing this off for Georgia just yet. And if a team does have a chance to beat Florida in the pretty crappy, sorry, but SEC East, I do think it would be Florida. And if, and if the SEC doesn't win this game, if this is supposed to be mm-hmm. your second best team, right? In the SEC, you, you got to win this game. If they get beat by Miami, what a what an in their embarrassing first game. loss for the SEC!
1: Absolutely, in the first game under Manny Diaz.
0: After that, we get the amazing, Pac-12 after dark.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the really the gift that keeps on giving. I, I mean, right it really there. is. Like you think, okay, that was a great game. Oh, and now I've got the Pac-12 after dark.
0: And of course, who does it involve? Hawaii. Yes, <laughs> Arizona, Hawaii. The over-under. Did you take a look at it? Take a guess. It was like 70, yeah, wasn't
1: Yeah,
0: 70.5. 70.5. Arizona favored by 11. I'm going to be at CBS Sports Network, and I will have that. because Boy. Why? Because I told Comcast that I better have the, if it's being broadcast, I better bleeping have it okay. package. And uh, I would take Hawaii. Would you? And the points. Why? Because I don't know crap about Hawaii or Arizona. So after I win my money in Florida... I'm just going to throw it okay. right back into the fire.
1: I know very little about these teams too.
0: But nobody really knows anything about these teams. So don't you any take the 11 teams. points?
1: Yeah, 11's pretty big, especially they got to travel out west, yeah. right? It's at at Hawaii, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. it's at Hawaii. Yeah. <sighs> Khalil Tate. Yeah. I
0: don't know.
1: I don't know. It's a tough one. I'd stay away from it.
0: No. Don't stay I have either. to go. I have to bet on it. Yes, you have to. It's week zero.
1: All right, I'm going to go against you. I'm, I'm going yeah? I'm going Arizona. Okay. Yeah.
0: So we're both on the record Florida. We're both on the record for I'm Hawaii in the points and you're in your Arizona. I'm, I'm
1: going under on the total okay. and I'm going Arizona.
0: And our third bet, of course, is that I have Rutgers <laughs> defense finishing better in the S P rankings. Well, we Rutgers haven't offense. decided. Okay. You
1: said I got to choose name the I'm doing my measuring research. Tactic. name the <laughs> I'm doing my amount. research.
0: I'm game. Okay, so that gets us into our our two team pod. We got one team near and dear to one of our podcaster's hearts, the Illinois Fighting Illini and yeah. then the Nebraska Cornhuskers. But first up, the Illinois Fighting Illini last five, five years record 20 and 41, which works out to a 4-8 and eight record. Uh last year they were uh, four and eight. Four and eight. There you go. A little bit uh, higher than even Stephen thought they were. Lovey Smith entering his fourth year. Yeah. Probably even more important than that. Rod Smith is entering his second year Big as boys in the second year coordinator. Actually, maybe about as important as that is. Lovey Smith is at, yeah. is coming into his first year. First year as defensive coordinator. Let's talk a line.
1: Okay. Well, let's start with Lovey. This is my hot take. We're going to learn more about Lovey Smith as a college football coach this year than the previous three years combined.
0: Yes, 100%. It's
1: not even close.
0: And now how much of that statement comes from the fact that he is in charge of the defense?
1: Uh, Give me a percentage. No, it's it's less about that. Yeah? It's more about this is the first team that he's fielded that's actually a legitimate Big Ten roster. Across –
0: Across the board, there are much
1: more talent. Yep, but also they've aged finally. Yes, they're not all freshmen yep. and sophomores. Yep, there's some upperclassmen now. Yep. This is a legitimate. You can line them up. You can look at them off the bus and say, "Yeah, that's a Big Ten team."
0: I I don't know how else to explain this because whenever I think of upperclassmen, mm-hmm. okay, I think of uh, when you when you first get to to college to be one, you have a freshman camp. It's like a it's like a day or two okay. where it's just the freshmen running around, okay. trying to get a little bit more acclimated to you know college football. Mm-hmm. Then in come the, the the upperclassmen. Yep. Um, believe it or not, I was running back when I first got to Iowa, and the first kind of scrimmage live pads when I got hit, it was by a guy that nobody would know unless you're a diehard Iowa fan, but he was a grown ass. Fifth year senior. Right. Who had been in the strength and conditioning program for four and a half years. Yep. And when he hit me, it hurt. Yep. It hurt. I know that feeling. Yeah. Because he was a grown ass man. Okay. So what are you saying? That is a big deal when you start to get upperclassmen on a football team and why it's a big deal when you have a young football team.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of those fifth year guys you talk about. But still upper air quotes, but still upper but still a lot of getting classmen.
0: Now let's, let's, let's start with, let's start with the offensive line. Offensive line. Oh, that, cause I, we, we can, you talk to me about the offensive line. I am, I am curious about the offensive line from what I have written down. Four out of five of the offensive linemen are coming back. And the, the, the fifth
1: one is a fifth year guy. Okay. That's a transfer from Alabama. Richie right. Pettibon. Okay. Yeah. So, and he's filling in for Nick Allegretti, which is a, a big loss in that line. Yet it's being
0: backfilled with, with,
1: with an other, Alabama
0: an upperclassman and an type upper class deal. Man. This was an offensive line that played very well for good chunks of the year, especially yep. towards middle to the end yep. of the year. It took them a while to, to gel last year.
1: And now we could be better. They should be better than last year on the offensive line. And then I'm going to throw in th- their running game. They lose nobody from the running back. Reggie Corbin
0: yeah. is a stud. He is. Running back Reggie Corbin could start and play. Almost anywhere. Here's he's a big hot take ten. for you. He's not the best
1: running back on the team. Okay. When healthy. Okay. Yeah, That that is uh, Mike Epstein. Okay. He is the best all-around back on the Illinois squad. He is the best yeah, we're, we're, we're all-around. All, all, yeah. All-around. So he's a better receiver than Reggie. Okay. He's a better blocker than Reggie. He has a little better vision than Reggie, and he has more power than Reggie. He doesn't have the the home run ability that Reggie Corbin does.
0: Okay. So you're saying Reggie's a little bit more feast or famine?
1: Yes, definitely. And okay. he's got things to work on. I mean, right. he's a decent receiver. He's this he's is, not a great blocker. This is though.
0: no slight against Epstein. If I'm drafting players off of the Illinois team, okay, and it gets down to running back, I'm taking Corbin first.
1: Well, you want to hear something crazy? I would too, because of Epstein's injury history.
0: Okay, that too.
1: I mean, he's only played. He's played in I think 10 total games in two years. He was the starter like his second game of his freshman year. And he was injured after game five, his freshman year injured after game five of his sophomore year.
0: Point being is this, if you are an Illini fan and there is a quiet confidence about you, I am getting a whiff of client quiet confidence of the guy sitting across the table from me in the downstairs athletic club. My guess is a good chunk of that is because nobody knows Outside of Champaign, Illinois, how good this running attack was last year. Okay.
1: How, how good was this running attack? They were third in the nation at first down yards per game.
0: That's or per, y- yards, yards per, per carry. Play. I'm sorry. Yards That's per carry. That's a big deal. Yards per carry. That's a big deal. You are getting yourself into manageable downs. Yes. Almost better than anybody else in the country to start out with.
1: And they were sixth overall in yards per carry.
0: That's incredible. In the country. They were a very good running team last year. And they were
1: atrocious the year before.
0: Yes. Yes. I was going to set that the, the atrociousness to their passing game because it was still atrocious. How last. good their running game was mm-hmm. that sets your passing game up for right. so much more it manageable situations. But the SP ranking wound up being 70th. How do you wind up? With an S P ranking of 70th mm-hmm. when you have a rushing attack that good by having a passing attack that was that bad. It was that bad. Was it the wide receivers or yes. the quarterback or see yes. all of the above? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And also some of it comes down to the offensive line that wasn't great at pass pro last year. I think they've come a long way. Now, we haven't talked about the quarterback. New quarterback this year, Brandon Peters, transfer from Michigan, former top 200 player, has the arm. He can make all the throws. Um, he's a little more athletic than people give him credit for, but he does not have that running ability that AJ Bush brought to the table.
0: <sighs> okay. Sorry. But I mean, he's got wait.
1: much better receivers.
0: Okay, let's let's we'll finish up positive with the offense because we try to be honest with this thing, right? Mm-hmm. We show our biases, but we try to be honest. I wasn't so in love with Brandon Peters when he was playing quarterback at Michigan. Yeah, that's um, fair. I I there were times where I just thought, what's wrong with Michigan's offense? And then there were times after that where I thought, I think maybe it was because of the quarterback play. Brandon Peters was like a carousel of quarterbacks that were going through Michigan. Yeah, that so year. he
1: played I think about four games that year. Yeah. And that was the year that and this is I'm gonna sound like I'm defending him a little bit, but I'll get a little bit more into Brandon Peters. He was playing against what Michigan fans will tell you is one of the worst offensive lines they've had in a long time. Yeah. And remember, that was the year when they went an entire calendar year without a receiver catching a touchdown. That's right. That's the team that he was, that, that that's what he was working Yeah. Yep. So with that said, the, the reports out of training camp and by the way, love your runs, the first two weeks are totally open to anybody who wants to watch Crazy. and then he shuts it down. So uh, he's been playing good football. He's been taking care of the ball but he's not making, like, big plays. Like, okay. it's there's not a whole lot of home runs. He's just more of a – I don't like the term that much, but he's been more of a game manager.
0: A game manager would be amazing fit. I think so. If you get yourself into second and four consistently. Right. Which is what Illinois did yeah. last year. So, now, will,
1: would that be enough? Would a game manager yes. with this running yes. attack be enough?
0: Yes. Okay. I mean, it depends on what your definition of enough is, but mm-hmm. enough to improve, yes. Now, part of the – the improving part of the offense and passing game specifically we're working into the wide receivers mm. so
1: worst group in the in the Big 10 last year by far
0: are they still by on paper are they still the worst group or in the team picture of being the worst group coming into no, the Big 10 this no i don't year? think
1: so no i i would put them in the middle of the pack if you look at all their posi- position groups i'd put them in the middle of the pack based on what i'm hearing out of uh, out of camp so they Ricky get Smolling. Ricky Smalling Ricky Smalling's been looking much better okay. I think one of the problems that Ricky had last year is we had nobody else to throw the ball to so everyone Ricky just wasn't on ready
0: Ricky. for Ricky to be the number one target
1: and he was getting frustrated okay uh, so and he was that, young that he was, was, yep. he was he was only sophomore he's junior yep. this year he, he's having a good camp but Trayvon Sidney transfer from USC transfer from USC is probably going to lead the team in receptions this year That's he's having goal. he's having an amazing camp in fact they're they just kind of didn't shut him down, but they're limiting his reps because they're like, okay, we don't want you obviously. to get hurt. We know it. We know what we get. We get from you, Josh Immatory Bebe. Okay. He's probably going to start as Bless well. Yeah, exactly. So you've got two starters last year that weren't there. Um, I think the second returning receiver, Trey Davis, is so far down the depth chart at this point that the, there's talk about maybe moving him to defensive backfield, <laughs> which he used to play. Okay. So to me, that's a good sign.
0: I would say that as far as position groups that can make a, a drastic jump up from one year to another, running back's number one. but I would say wide receivers okay in the next group down yeah would you agree? yeah I mean so uh, what I'm saying is if you need a group to take a big step up from one year that's to the one that can do it yeah. yeah
1: and then Daniel Barker by the way, tight end uh, is he's like the MVP of the camp so far okay so I expect big things out of him. So I think they've shored up that problem. I don't think it's a a team weakness anymore.
0: So, but pass pro, we still got to see.
1: Yeah, we still got to work on that one. Okay. Yep.
0: And then the person that is a, uh, that throws a little juice into the whole offense potentially. Okay. So it's, are we going to, what's, what's the nickname we got to go with? Are we going with 2.0?
1: No, his nickname is one.
0: Okay. Because we're we're obviously talking about Isaiah Williams. Right. He the wears original one. Isaiah Williams at Illinois, which yes. wasn't even that long ago. It was 10 years ago. 11 years. Yeah, years his last ago,
1: season right? was 2009. Yeah,
0: yeah, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's weird that we have another Isaiah Williams at Illinois, and they're playing quarterback. All
1: right, so he's made some great plays in camp. I am happy that the fact that he did not – so Brandon Pideos is going to be the starter. The fact that Isaiah Williams did not win the job makes me feel good. True. It's a good Because point. I – if if we were trotting out a true freshman, I'd be scared just because he's a true freshman. But the fact that he's very talented and Peters was able to beat him out and beat him easily makes me feel a lot
0: better about this offense. Are we talking about packages? Are we going to be? Are we going to have packages? Here? We don't know
1: yet. In fact, we don't even know that he's second string. To be honest with you, because Matt Robinson's had a decent camp
0: as well. Switching over the defense. I'm sorry. At some point, we had to switch over. Uh, to the defense. Damn, fun's and I, over. And I'm going to probably start it out even more negative, but. Bobby Roundtree. Yeah. That is that uh, it makes me just feel icky.
1: I mean, uh, when I read it, I'm not ju- I had that pit in my stomach feeling when I read it. I feel For those of you
0: who don't know, defensive end Bobby Roundtree, not just the most talented player on Illinois defense if healthy, he he was a stud. I mean, this was a guy that was cut out of the same old 1980s Illinois defensive yeah. lineman stud type of guys.
1: Well, and he, he started off – so there's there's been a lot of talk about Bobby since he came on campus. Like the, the coaches saw him the first time and said, that's an NFL player, we need Bobby Roundtree, beat out Indiana for him. And, you know, he had a, a solid freshman year. He was forced to play as a true freshman. And then early on last year, non-conference, he was not playing that well. And everyone's like, what – where's this amazing player? He had zero sacks in the non-conference, seven and a half sacks in Big Ten play. Yeah and like i think 12 and a half tackles Something for black. loss so uh, we were expecting double digit sacks from body this year unfortunately and you were asking about weakest group on the team it is now defensive end that is my biggest concern on this team is defensive end now so, you
0: but i don't it just make sure people know he got hurt in the office. so
1: he, he suffered a spinal injury uh they, they 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 haven't been very forthcoming i mean it's it's his privacy it's that's yep. his right but uh everything i hear about it he seems to always be in Good spirits. He always says, I'm going to walk again someday. We don't know how bad it is right now, but just wishing Horrible. him the best.
0: And we wish him the best. So, on to the defensive line, Jamal Milan, he is a rare senior. In the and a fifth-year guy. Correct. How about that? That's Lovey. a unicorn in shape. Lovey loves him.
1: He, he does. He's had some injury problems. Okay. T- tough to stay on the field. it has got knee problems. Yeah. Bad knees.
0: He's what typical defenses have as their fourth best (laughs) I'm sorry right defensive lineman like senior he's he's on the field playing Mm -hmm. because he's solid if he stays healthy he's going to be a nice contributor he might be the number one number two defensive lineman right now as a stand
1: he might be the well interior he might be number yeah he's probably number one I think but so Jamal Woods had a great year last year till he got hurt Larray Oladipo was coming on he got suspended those guys have been the two best tackles in camp so far. With that said, I still think Milan's a starter. Um, very deep at de- at defensive tackle. Um, maybe not like a great game changer. Calvin Avery, four-star guy, is having a amazing camp. So you may look at that on paper and think this is a weakness. I wouldn't say that's a weakness of the team. The D-tackle. The D-tackle. But
0: def- defensive line in general.
1: yeah. Definitely, I would say probably the weakness of the of the defense is, is the line. Yes, that's fair.
0: So now bringing it together, front seven, linebackers. Linebackers
1: are much improved, a lot deeper than we've been. Daley Harding is the leader of the defense now. This is a guy who was a former Michigan commit. Uh, when Hart, Harbaugh took over, khaki pants, he kind of uncommitted him, and he ended up at Illinois. So talented guy. He's a guy that was not – didn't didn't have a have a chiseled body early on, but he's he's honed his body quite a bit. So I expect a lot from him. And Milo Eifler, transfer from Washington. Okay. Uh, seems like he's taken over the starting spot. They're going to be playing a little more four three this year than four two five. Okay. Which is which is a departure. So they felt like they were getting torched on the ground not having that third linebacker. So gonna- that
0: to me smells of we've got to do something right on defense. Mm-hmm. So how about we start with shoring up run. Because the running game. Sure. Because that was something that was an issue last oh, year. Good Lord, <laughs> it was it an issue? <laughs> Do I we want to
1: talk about stats here? I mean, points per game, 124th in the country. Overall defense, 128th yeah. in the country. Yeah. I think that means two teams were worse than them.
0: Yeah. I think somehow that if the Rutgers offense teamed up with the Illinois defense last year, it would have like. Broke down the oh, fundamentals Lord. of Division One Big Ten college. But football. what
1: if the Illinois offense teamed up with the Rutgers it defense? Been a good team. That's a good. It would have been solid, right? Well,
0: good bowl team for sure. Yeah. In the secondary, um, Nate Hobbs is he going to be able to put this together like consistently? He's got the talent.
1: He's the best player in the defense right yeah. now. Yeah. Watch out for Nate Hobbs. He, you know, he, he he I think he only has one interception in two years. He doesn't get tested much up to this point because you could just throw to the other side of the field. Quan Martin's come on uh, Marquez Beeson super recruit a little dinged up on the knee we don't know what's going on there we don't know how long he'll be out but you're not going to be able to just you know throw away from from Nate Hobbs this year he's gonna have a big year
0: solid safeties too right we yeah,
1: got uh, you know Sydney Brown was a true freshman last year got a lot of a lot of experience he's he's uh, gained like 10 15 pounds in the off season. And then Tony Adams has been all over the field. So uh, the strength of the defense is the defensive backfield.
0: So we've got we've got guys coming back. We've got reasons to believe that it should look better defensively. What? Yeah. So we, we talked about going from the more nickel four two five look mm-hmm. to a solid four three. Yeah. What do you think Lovey's going to do? Like, what is his plan of attack to make the defense look? good
1: well first of all they're older so that I think that's going to help right away they're they're bigger faster stronger than they've been that's going to help too he's going to be much more aggressive Hardy Nickerson you know you'd think he had Ohio State talent just sitting back and oh we're just going to out athlete him except we don't have the athletes that especially losing Bobby Roundtree, we don't have much of a pass rush without Bobby so they're just going to have to bring linebackers they're going to be – they should be blitzing a lot this year.
0: Okay. Feast or famine. See yep. if they live, live and die off the turnover. Yep. Is that and, the thought process? Or? Yeah, and
1: there was – you know, they had a lot of bad luck on the defensive line last year too, and I just don't see that repeating itself. So, don't <laughs> – I am very worried about the defensive ends, but the
0: tackle's solid. Okay. So, that gets us into the schedule. Um. Interesting schedule in that it sets up – how Illinois wants it to set up fair enough. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, definitely in the non-conference for sure.
0: Now we've got a lot. And the point I'm trying to make is we've got a lot of big 10 teams that are playing a uh, uh, big 10 team week two or week three, Illinois kind of got the old school schedule sure. where they get all of their non-conference games out 1st as an Illinois fan, I would be ecstatic that they have all their non-conference games out first. They start Absolutely. out with Akron, go to UConn, and then back home versus Eastern Michigan. That's how you want that that to start out with, right? It's perfect, right? Okay. So for the curb-stomp game, I have Akron. First game hmm. of the year. Okay. Mac team. You're a Big Ten team. You ran all over m- many opponent last year. Yep. Start the year off against Akron, rack up about 300 yards rushing. Right. Allow Akron to only score 17 points, right? Okay. Win the game. I, I like this. 38 to 17. Okay. Can we so go 45 to 17? That's fine. Let's okay. go 45. Right? Is that? Yeah. Who do you have for curb stomp?
1: Curb stomp game. I'm going UConn. Did you know there was a defense worse than Illinois last year? And it was UConn. It was UConn. Yeah. They're an absolutely atrocious football team.
0: I guess I thought when we were looking at curb stomp, we were trying to look at, not just the team that we thought has the best champ to get the, the, the curb stomping. Something that had a little bit more symbolism little, behind the okay. curb stop, a
1: little bit more sizzle in the in the stomp. <laughs> okay.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I think there would be more sizzle behind the Akron stomp. Well, there would definitely be more sizzle if you did it, yeah. Because you're expecting to sure. beat the heck out of UConn. Okay, what and about... Then, and then Eastern Michigan, you know. Yeah. Okay, That's- you get... So then biggest game of the year. I've got Nebraska. Uh, okay. So we we talked
1: about their defensive ends. I just don't I, I see Adrian Martinez just doing whatever the hell he wants against okay. Illinois. Okay. I don't see them winning that game. But
0: we are looking at this. So now you're 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 in that aspect. I understand what you're saying. Mm. You are really breaking down X's nose at yeah. that point like lineup. Let's let's Look at this higher. Okay. More 10,000 foot view. Okay. You start the year off three and zero. Okay. I, you should expect to start the year off three and oh, you better be three and zero. Okay. Right. Because I was not, didn't even cross my mind, but the Rutgers treatment was the biggest game of the year. The scariest game of the year. And the, uh, uh curve <laughs> all three was the first game. You of weren't the year. thinking of the same I thing. I was not with you? Illinois. Okay. okay? The point I'm trying to make, though, is that you need to win those first three games. Those are huge. Definitely. Each game is big. Yep. First two games, the importance lessens down a little bit by the time you get to Eastern Michigan. Yeah, a little bit. Ticks down a little. Yeah. But we are going under the assumption that Vegas will play out and that they will will win all the first three games. Yes. If you beat Nebraska at home, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That is the biggest game of the year. You have just launched yourself. It would be into, if you did it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go
1: something similar, but not exactly. After Nebraska, they get a bye. Okay. Then they go to Minnesota. Sure. They easily beat Minnesota last year. If they can do that again, I'm I'm in the same boat. Same basically. thing. So like four same and thing. one. Look, you still got Rutgers on the schedule. Beat Rutgers and beat one more team. Right. That's all you need to and do. Go to I've bowl. got
0: I got Minnesota. Okay. But they're kind of horse apiece as far as what you're looking at there. Because yeah. the fact of the matter is, if you got out of September, well, I guess it would be first week in October, if you are four and one in either capacity. Sure. Three and oh non conference, you're one and one in the Big Ten, you are feeling phenomenal as oh, an ally yeah. fan. Absolutely. So both of those games kind of
1: You could the go same with thing. either one.
0: Okay. Scariest game.
1: Eastern Michigan. Okay. I mean, they beat Purdue last year. Yep. The good news is they lose a lot. From that team last yep. year, but the quarterback who really came on last year, he's back. It looks like they got a good coach who's building a good program. That one scares me.
0: I've I've got Akron first game of the year. Okay,
1: that's fair. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah,
0: because like, well, okay. I, I know you. I know you enough to know. On the eve of that game, you're suddenly going to have you're going to have a panic attack. It's oh, going to be, be a mini alignment Absolutely. bicker, Absolutely. panic attack. And here's and I... I'm putting myself in your shoes, like. And do I like after Iowa winning every game on their schedule you know or whatever like the the 13th game that I want to win the most uh-huh. is Illinois versus Akron oh thank you I need you deeper into the season like
1: yeah I might check out if that happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> But can I hold on? Let me let me just. That's why
0: it's scary to me, and and I can't get past that scariness. If, okay. Okay.
1: Well, let me add something to that. This is something I didn't mention. We were guests on the Bowl Full of Chips podcast. I don't know if you remember me saying this. So it's it's me and three other Big Ten experts. And I asked you all, did you know that Illinois will be adding eight top two hundred players to this roster this year? That were not on the field last year, and none of you knew From that. Transfers, no. So
0: I mean, it's th- like I had kept track of Illinois transferring players, sure. In, but when you put it on a, a numbers thing, like on paper, like that, it blew my mind.
1: And it would be nine with Luke Ford, but of course he's not eligible. I don't know if anybody knew that out there. <laughs> uh, but my point being, this is like they're cobbling a bunch of pieces together here. How much chemistry will there be week one? Yeah, with all these pieces that. Are talented, yeah, but are they cohesive yet?
0: So that kind of gets to the over/under, which is set at four. Oh, is... it's at four now. Yeah, four.
1: It moved up from three. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm way over on three. Four is tough, but I'm still going. I'm going over. I would go. I over see this him. as a five-win team. This team could. This they're talented enough to make a bowl game, and it's it's Lovey's job to get them there.
0: This is a. I'm not just saying this because you're. Sitting across from the table for me in the downstairs athletic club. I have openly besmirched Rutgers. Yes. They are by far the 14th worst okay. team in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Illinois has got, I've got good, like. Got feels for them? Got em. feels for Illinois. They're, 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 you know, like, I mean, this, I is, take this those... doesn't count like as a good thing, but beating Illinois in 1990. As an Iowa football fan, was a gigantic deal. I was and, at and that game.
1: <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up. I'm
0: sorry, I'm trying to bring this into a positive light. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is like I have the, the the Illinois spilled out or spelled out on the helmet. Great Illinois defenses of the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s. Like I have, I've got a history with Illinois. Yeah. So th- there's reason for me to believe that they are by far a step up from Rutgers. i think so no no they are yeah i'm you you don't have to i'm you're an illinois fan i know you're trying to be kind of like switzerland with this i'm telling you there is a lot more reasons for people to believe that Illinois is going to be a dangerous team this year than looking at Rutgers.
1: That's what my mind tells me. But then going back to the feels, anytime I get the feels, I take them and I smash them because I know <laughs> that I'm just going to be disappointed eventually. Right. Right. So I try not to have those. Okay. the
0: the The feelings are there for me to believe that that Illinois could be a very dangerous team this year. Okay. At the very least, cause spoiler to not one but two teams. If that's this, what I feel. If, if they play spoiler to not one but two teams, they're in a bowl. Oh yeah, because at Absolutely. that point you get what I would consider three wins non-conference. Rutgers is four. Yeah. If you play spoiler to two teams, that's your six and. And six I team feel right like
1: there. this team. I just talked about the talent and how different it is this year than the last couple of years. I feel like it's a team that's going to sneak up on somebody that's just not ready for them, and they have a lot of trap type games on their schedule. The, you know, they're playing teams that are in the trap. Correct. And, and we'll get to that in a couple weeks, but ultimately, there's, several, there's like three of those on the
0: schedule. Ultimately, as an Illinois fan, everybody's been making the same comments. Well, there's legitimately six teams in the Big Ten West that can. Yeah. And as an Illinois fan, you bite your lip and you just. Hey,
1: Lovey said, I think it was maybe even today. That's exactly where we want to be. People lo-
0: overlooking us. Literally exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Okay. All right that wraps it up huh That wraps up the Illini next up that brings us to the Nebraska Cornhuskers special thanks to Jim in Minnesota yeah a lot of inside information for both big Kurt and I big I fan dug of the into show? them a little bit more we appreciate the uh info so Nebraska Cornhuskers last five years this might be interesting to some 32 and 31 hmm they have literally averaged as close as you can get, about as close as you can get, okay. to a six and six record last year. Four and eight. Scott Frost, the demigod, number two, the second, the second in command, demigod, demigod two point yep. entering his second year. Also entering his second year is uh, defensive coordinator Eric Chenander and offensive coordinator Troy Walters. But hey, you know Scott Frost is pretty much the one calling the plays. Sure. Definitely. So, something that's been interesting in the off season, okay? Lots of things interesting in the offseason. I have a feeling
1: teams. you're going to have a lot to say about this team.
0: <laughs> yes, I am, okay, but i've I've got a lot that I want to throw out to you to see what you think as well. Something that's been crazy is that somehow Nebraska has been able to have this like mystical ability to be an under the radar team and a hyped team. I, yeah. if you if you go back, just think, think mm-hmm. back even just six weeks ago, right? Yeah. Six weeks ago, we were just uh, beginning of July. Mm -hmm. And it was under the radar teams to win the Big Ten, get in the Big Ten Championship, whatever. Nebraska was on there a ton. Okay. Yet also teams to look out for, hyped teams, getting a ton of, you know, preseason credit. Okay. Also Nebraska. Quite the thing that they're pulling (laughs) off after going four and eight. Two years in a row.
1: Okay. okay, allow me to retort: they were four and eight last year, but were they really a four and eight team?
0: I will freely admit that they were better than a four and eight. Definitely, record.
1: they were at least a six and six team.
0: But this, to me, is the half empty, half full glass kind of thing. because
1: there's a reason they were four and eight. There's a reason they, they were, were not very disciplined. Eight. They were not very especially disciplined, especially
0: early in the year. Um, it is hard for me to just completely forget about that Michigan game. It was a... Oh, boy. That was as as bad as I've ever seen a blue-bloodish type of team look in a football game like that.
1: I don't know. Remember that Bill Callahan game? I can't remember who mm-hmm. they were playing.
0: Okay. Point being is that was bad.
1: Arizona State, was it?
0: What I was actually going to get to okay. is that... The other side of the uh uh coin or the half empty, half full thing, when you look at this, and I do agree, this was this was better than a four and eight team. Definitely. But the the teams that they won, that they beat, yeah, because that's what we hear a lot about, they won four of their last six games. Right. And they played close games versus Ohio State and yep. Iowa. But like they beat Minnesota. Yep. Before Minnesota made their defensive coordinator shift, that's right. Bethune-Cookman barely counts as a win. Yeah. Michigan State was as awful as they were ever going to be towards the end of the year. After almost getting, almost beating Michigan or uh, almost beating Nebraska, Michigan State turned around and almost got beat by Rutgers. That's true. Their their offense was putrid, god awful yeah. at that point in the year. They just couldn't do anything point I'm trying to make is... And they beat Illinois. And they beat Illinois, Which is a bad team. But Illinois moved the ball.
1: They moved well. it very well. They were actually kind of, in some ways, similar teams. Both so, could score almost at will at times, and then both had pretty bad defenses.
0: So you understand what I'm getting at here, right? Yeah, that, that's a good they, point. They did get four wins. You can't take them back, but I can also look at the four wins and say... Yeah, that's a good point.
1: I didn't think about that.
0: I really think a ton of what you will hear about Nebraska being the team to look at, it comes from two, three, four different type of data points, okay? I th- the f- can I say
1: the, the first one? Go ahead. Central Florida. Yes. It comes from him being 12-0 his second year at Central Florida.
0: He deserves all kinds of credit. Scott yeah. Frost, obviously, we're talking about from turning a winless team into a 500 team into a undefeated yeah, team. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. With that being said, UCF does, – does, I just want – I'm glad I have a podcast so I can say this. <laughs> UCF was a extremely salty football team before Scott Frost. They were. They, they had a number one draft pick quarterback yeah. in Blake Bortles. They had won multiple 10 win or more seasons preceding that. There was a ton of talent. And they just went in the toilet. They just went weird. in the toilet that year. Yeah. That – that does happen. Okay, an, an example... Owen 0-12. They That's were 0-12, weren't they? An example I would give to, as comparison, is Louisville last year. Yeah. They quit. They completely sure. quit. Believe me, I've seen that many times. Okay. Like, okay, Illinois versus Iowa last oh, year. Oh, they quit after they the They weren't first that bad of a football team. No, they quit after they the first quit. quarter. Yeah. That, those things do happen with 18, 19, 20,
1: 21-year-olds. Sure, so maybe... Go 0-3 didn't expect to start snowballing.
0: Season's over. Season's over. Scott Frost comes in because he's a good coach. Because it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It 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 brought life into it. Point I'm trying to make is maybe there's just a little bit too big a deal being made out of going 12-0 in U- at UCF in the AAC well, and just assuming. Yeah. That you can then apply that to the
1: friggin' Big it's Ten. It's a big difference doing that in the AEC versus doing it in the Big Ten. Am
0: okay. I? Am I a?
1: Jilted... No, that's not. That's not crazy. Okay. That's that's a valid point.
0: So they're looking at that. Then they're looking at uh, Adrian Martinez, and they're Who? looking at I... Scott Frost because of the things we talked about. And then they're looking at the schedule. The All schedule of oh, these things. The schedule is great. For is them. phenomenal. Yeah.
1: All of these things are factual. And I think Scott Frost has a great scheme. Yep. And I think Adrian Martinez, at the end of the year, could end up being the best quarterback in the Big Ten. And a great quarterback can take you pretty far.
0: So, well, that gets us right into the offense. Okay. Right? Um, We've actually been pretty good with these breakdowns of, like, getting into other things other than the quarterback. But I would say we make an exception with Nebraska. We'll start with the quarterback. Yeah. I
1: mean, you have to because he's so exceptional. He's that good. Yeah. But
0: then – What's behind him, but let's, let's stick on Adrian Martinez. Okay. For a second. Um, he has the ability to keep plays alive and throw and keep plays alive and run. Yep. Better than most quarterbacks you see play this game. Uh, again, I, I, I think he's, if I had to guess, he's going to be the best quarterback in the big 10 this year. There's going to be a couple quarterbacks are going to have something to say about it. Yeah. Namely the ones that are at Michigan and Ohio state. But yes, and then the next step, I would say, which would lead us into where I think you're going next. If Nebraska is to do the things that some of them are picking them to be, it's going to be because Adrian Martinez is doing these things. Definitely. But, okay, can he do that behind this offensive line? This is an extremely questionable offensive line. I think so. So do they have returning starters? Yes. Brendan James at tackle and Matt Farniak at tackle. Both of those guys are out of position. They should be guards. Is that right? And, but they have got to bring the best talent that is on their offensive line to the outside to try to protect against okay. the defensive ends that are going to be coming at them across the Big 10.
1: Well, their offensive line coach said, quote, nobody is solid as in nobody's a starter right now. Like everyone's battling for their jobs. And so this is the pro- And he, he meant that in a bad way from the way I, I, think I so. took it. That's the way I took like, it Like he too. he was
0: disappointed in the way that they were playing. Is is how I took it. And then th- this is something that <laughs> If you're a a common fan, you would say this isn't a good sign. If you're a Nebraska fan, I believe they view this as positive. Offensive lineman Trent Hickson. He is a walk-on offensive lineman. He has rocketed up the depth chart.
1: That's a bad sign.
0: Typically, that's a bad sign. Unless he's... Just completely under scouted, undervalued. It happens. I mean, Could it, very it, well. It be. definitely happens. And, and if any program can show the ability to do that, it's Nebraska because of the walk history program yeah. with yeah. doing that. But looking at the recent history of the Nebraska, it's not a good look. No, mm-hmm. it's not a good look with the offensive line. And I guess that's as good a time as any to say that the offensive line is always important for every single team. Could it be even more important? Considering or compared against any other Big Ten team in the fact that if Adrian Martinez should go down with an injury Ooh, that
1: so that. Yeah, that, that's one of the big fears I have for this team is they have so much riding on Adrian Martinez that if he goes down, they don't have a great quarterback behind him. If you put him behind a suspect offensive line, it could unravel quickly.
0: So they got uh, I don't think I say the name right, but Noah Vidral Vedral. And then they got a McCaffrey behind them. So they do have a second So McCaffrey is talented. Correct. Uh, But he's young. Young, and everything's going to be a step back from Adrian Martinez. And Vidal is fine, but he's not going to win you any games. Well, he he might not lose you any games either in that respect where he's some sort of, you know. It's a big step down from Adrian Martinez. So looking at the talent around him. There is, there is talent. There around. is. Yeah. So one of the guys that I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a step out right here and say one of the guys that you're going to want to look out for is is tight end Austin Allen. Very big, tall tight end. Okay. okay? Uh, Jack Stahl, another tight very end. Very good tight end. Yep. Yeah. Very good tight end. But as far as a more of a playmaker, Hey, who is that guy? Okay, Austin Allen. Austin. Allen. Okay. We know about J.D. Spielman. Absolutely. One of the
1: best wide receivers in the Big Ten.
0: A big loss from last year. Like, as big as you can make it out to be is yeah. Stanley Morgan Jr. Definitely. He was he was the, the guy that moved the chains on third down. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Adrian Martinez, when he dropped back and he needed a play to be made, that's who he was looking for. You can get some sort of rapport. With that through fall, but until you get into the second, third game of the year, you don't know who that guy is. Yep. Could it be JD Spielman? Yes, but JD Spielman is he's a wee little man and he has not right. had the ability to stay healthy. Do I like Cade Warner at wide receiver? He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine.
1: So he's, here's here's what here's what I want to say about their playmakers on offense. Don't don't jump all over me yet, Husker fans. I know there's a lot of talent, but there's not a lot of Proven talent at the playmaker positions. You've got Dedrick Mills, who's new to this system, who played in a totally different system. We have no idea how it's going to transition to here. Mo Washington, we saw good things from him last year. We think he's going to be on the field. Uh, They're very high on Raimir Johnson at the running back position, but he's a freshman, maybe true freshman. I'm not sure if it's redshirt or true. And then they love Wondell Robinson again, another freshman. So I mean, I literally think they're all talented. I haven't shown you
0: if this was a if this was a 1960s band, it would be called Adrian and the unproven. OK, that is what this across the board. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we've pretty Adrian much Martinez is proven. He's a stud. We've talked about it. And
1: I said it before. A great quarterback can take you a long way.
0: Correct. Especially but, a dual threat. And, and we haven't even gotten to the defense yet because the unproven status doesn't just end on the offensive side. With that being said, Should we go to the D. We, very quickly Wanda, but Wandale Robinson at the R position he seems like the perfect fit I
1: think so yes. I expect him to do very well this year
0: and Dedrick Mills is a bruiser at running back
1: absolutely he's but pretty much divine he left, as
0: he left Georgia Tech under auspicious <laughs> okay at, at the very least yeah and and the same thing with maurice washington you're you're putting yeah. I we don't know that we
1: don't know the next time Mo Washington's going to screw up
0: correct. And we and he still has a court date after the first game yeah. of the year. That has to even make the most you know die hard optimistic customer fan. fans feel a little, a little bit leaps. skittish. at right now absolutely back. okay. So moving on to the defense. This was a much bad, maligned. It was a defense. bad defense last year. Now we you know if you start at up the front okay or start on the uh, the front line with the defensive line, it's a family affair, right? We yes, got it is. Uh, we got the. Uh, uh, the Daniels brothers, Darian and Damon Daniels, and then we got the Davis brothers, Khalil yep. and Carlos. So probably the biggest headliner coming in is Darian Daniels. Yeah. Transfer from Oklahoma State. Yes. They're running a 3-4. Anybody knows that if you are going to run a successful 3-4, you got to have gotta big have boy. Got to have that fat body in the middle there. And that's Darian Daniels.
1: Absolutely. And that's one of the big things they were missing last year. So we give them a lot of crap for having a bad defense last year. Remember, they were transitioning from a four three to a three four last year. That's not easy to do. That takes time. Hell yeah! And they didn't have Darian Daniels last year. Now they have
0: him. Now they got him. On the other side of Darian Daniels, because let's go with let's go with the assumption that Darian Daniels winds up being well. Okay, how good? How good can we reasonably expect Darian Daniels to be?
1: Uh, I would say he's going to be your typical stuff stuffer in the middle. Like maybe not. All Big Ten, but a, a good nose tackle.
0: Okay. So then it funnels things to your defensive ends. How, How do we feel about Carlos Davis and Ben Still? Uh,
1: okay. Can I say one thing about this defense? The projected starters are all seniors and juniors.
0: Correct. Which is two things. Number one, you would think it would lend itself into a little bit better situation in 2018, but a quick look ahead – or 2019, excuse me, but a quick look ahead means – they're going to be back young again yes, on defense true. next year, but even with a lot of the projected starters in the front seven being upperclassmen, there's still so many new faces in new positions. They've got guys.
1: So you're not feeling good about the defensive ends.
0: I'm not. I okay. I don't feel bad about them. They're I do just, not see. Okay. I don't. I don't see a. They're Cade Warner. Rush. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. The okay. Uh, they are the prototypical, that's our our third or fourth. Like, I guess I always look at things as a 4-3 point of view. Okay. So you have that second defensive tackle on a 4-3. Yeah. It's like, well, he's good. He's not going to ever make plays, but he's good. He's solid. Sure. He, he does his job. That's pretty much how I view the whole D line. Okay. Then you move on to the linebackers.
1: Mowberry, stud.
0: Good. Very good. There are question marks all over the board. After I'm that. hearing great
1: things about JJ Do- or JoJo Doman.
0: JoJo Doman, and I think uh, um, uh, with JoJo Doman being, is he playing a position that is a flex position? You know, kind of like what a lot of people call like the cash or the star mm-hmm. position, or is he just that guy because that's what he is? He came in more as a safety, right? He, he transitioned
1: he is, from safety. Yeah,
0: my guess is that's exactly why they put him in that position because. That's how they want him to be. Um, Will Honus is a Juco transfer that got hurt last year, but uh, Nebraska fans are very much expecting big things this year. Uh, Alex Davis, another guy that people or the Nebraska fans are looking for to be a big deal. I kind of feel like I can just keep on naming linebackers that are expected to, to take a leap, but haven't done it yet. There you go. Right. This fits in with the theme, right? Yeah. With uh, Adrian and the Unproven's, I think linebacker might be the biggest question mark of the entire team, which happens to be a big deal when you are running a three-four. Well, <laughs> of course, absolutely. Because you, um, you as a three-four, it obviously let's let's just like set it off and say Muhammad Berry and JoJo Doman are not only above average but good. Mm-hmm. That's a start. You need more. You need yeah. two more linebackers to sure. round out this the starting team. By the way, you need probably about two more linebackers to provide the depth. Oh, well, absolutely. You're going to be playing I at just least six, right? I don't see that here. But good corners, yes, like the yes. corners. Nick boodle is a good corner, and you know, sticking with the secondary, Deontay Williams, I believe, is going to be a huge step up at safety okay. for Nebraska. Okay. Again, there's they've actually got the three level thing going on here. Yeah. I I think they've got Darian Daniels on the, on the, definitely on the front line, Mulberry, Mulberry at linebacker and DiCaprio, Boodle, DiCaprio, Boodle in the secondary. I mean, these are their three best players. So that's definitely a step up. But again, I mean, we're getting to a proven thing around them and then depth situation. Well,
1: so I think where we're getting at is I think we feel similar about this team. They're getting a lot of love nationally. I think they will be much better than last year. Certainly much better than four and eight. But obviously. I I see too many holes to say that I, I see them winning the West.
0: Or ten games winning the West. I could see a muck up where everybody literally is pulled into the sure. abyss winning the West.
1: Now with that said, we should we move on to, to the, the schedule?
0: schedule. It could not set up any better. It could not set up better. So they start out with South Alabama. That's, that's and let's a... start out. Hold on. Last year,
1: they had a brutal road oh, yeah. schedule.
0: Tough. So like we jo- we joked about it on this style of podcast, mm-hmm. when we did the preseason. We're like, did they know Scott Frost was coming in and try to, you know, baptize him into the Big Ten with some sort of tough schedule? It's the exact opposite. All this right. This year. year, on the road at Colorado, at Illinois. At Minnesota, at Purdue, at Maryland. That's their way of games. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you actually went through the Big Ten and picked the easiest games, to, the only one they're missing is Rutgers. Other than that, they're they're timing out as best yeah, they could. Yeah, absolutely. Um, start out with South so Alabama. For that,
1: for that reason, it, maybe it does keep them in the West. Hunt. Definitely. Definitely does. Okay.
0: The, and that's what people are looking at, and I get it. They're looking mm-hmm. at Adrian Martinez, and they're looking at the schedule. Yep. Um, so we'll go with the the curb stop game. I have Northern Illinois.
1: Yeah, because they lost to him.
0: Okay, there's two things going on here. Number one, they lost to him last time they played. No, I don't. I mean, this wasn't this. Or was that last last year? That yeah, was two years ago. I think two it was years. two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't this coaching staff? So no. I don't think there's a strong. Emotional connection to, the but Northern. there's a lot of players there on is. this
1: on this roster there that is. lost to that team. So to
0: me, the, an interesting game at the beginning of the year, obviously, is on the road and going to Colorado. They're gonna, they're, 70%, they're determined
1: to, to to basically paint that that uh, Folsom Field to Colorado.
0: Paint red. Actually, launched a program or yes. or, or, or initiative, whatever yes, you want to call initiative. it, called Get the Red Out. Right. The only thing they did was just throw and rock at the Hornets test and just piss off Nebraska <laughs> that much more. They probably went from a 65% red yeah. to 80% yeah, red just so. because yeah. they tried to launch that in. That went backfired. So uh, with that being said, Colorado has got a returning starter, a quarterback, a very good wide receiver, a LaVisca Chenault. Sure, That's not just a roll your hat out there win for Nebraska. No, but I expect them to win that game. I do expect them to win, and I expect them to start out – Three and zero, and the way they can announce themselves as to yes, we are that hot is winning at Colorado. However, you can, and then curb stomping Northern Illinois.
1: I'm with you on the curb stomp there.
0: Okay, Northern and Illinois, and then then you roll into Illinois, and yeah. we kind of talked about that at a previous yes team. That's gonna be a tough game.
1: Yeah, it's not gonna be. It's
0: it's not gonna be a cakewalk. Right,
1: I I see them winning at Illinois.
0: Okay, so. Most people expect them to start the year out four and zero. If they start the year out four and zero, two maybe three of those games are blowouts. They're going to be ranked, which to me puts their biggest game of the year. I have it versus Ohio State.
1: I have it Northwestern.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: You've got the the returning Big Ten West champs here. They're going to be good again. I this is a pesky okay. team. They- All right,
0: let's let's do this chronologically. Okay. Though. All right. Not trying to usurp you here, but. Okay. Biggest so for me, biggest game of the year. It's not just biggest game of the year. This has potential to be the biggest game in Nebraska last what eight nine years history. If they win the game, well, if they win the game, okay, Do, but that's what, what we're looking at. Here. But what, if we're calling it the biggest game of the year, that means we're going. So under is the, that
1: how you judge it? Like if they win this game, it would be
0: that's it, part of that's part of hmm. my yeah. So you, you see where I'm getting at here. Yeah, but how much
1: chance do you see do you give them to beat Ohio State? I mean, I put I'm it not, as a scary game for Ohio State.
0: Okay. So that right there lends me to believe that it's like once you get over twenty percent chance of it okay. of it. Okay. It it's right, I mean thirty let's say third, thirty three percent chance, one third. That's a pretty good chance that sure. that Nebraska. Uh, that's where that's about where I would put this at.
1: I have Northwestern because if you want, look, they have aspirations to win the West, right? Okay. If you want to win the West, be the champion.
0: So I am on record as saying there is. I, I am a little bit more uh, believing that Nebraska can beat Ohio State okay. than you. Is that I think so? Is that sounds where we're like it, yeah? For that yep. Okay. With that being said, I. I don't see him winning that game. I do see your point after that because this is what is the interesting part of Nebraska's schedule is after Ohio State, mm-hmm. then they play Northwestern, then they go to Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then they play Indiana. Yep. Those are tough games. None of those games right now on paper. None of them are, are jumping off as being like a ranked team that is an insurmountable situation. However, with that being said, if you break down Nebraska's schedule and you're not looking at it from a, a GBR, you know, rose-colored yeah. glasses, however you want to say it, when I'm looking at the teams that they're playing that are jump balls, right? Okay. I mean, going back a little bit, Colorado. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put Illinois on there.
1: Okay. I think you're giving Illinois o- <laughs> a little bit too much credit. Ohio
0: State. Okay. Northwestern, Minnesota, Indiana. Those to me, and let's take Illinois off. Okay, Colorado, Ohio State, Northwestern, Minnesota, those are jump ball games. Yeah, I guess you could say that.
1: No,
0: I mean, I where, don't, what, are, what are you? What are you?
1: I don't think Ohio State's a jump ball, but the okay. the other three, yeah, I would go jump ball.
0: All right, so I feel like Ohio State. Maybe I'm not giving Nebraska enough credit for Illinois, and maybe I'm giving them too too much credit for Ohio <laughs> maybe, State. Yeah, because I just feel like the crazy nature of college football. I'm just saying. Well, a lot of things could happen. Okay, th- and I guess that's kind of my whole point. That whole juncture of their schedule, right there, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, and then after that, Purdue, Wisconsin, Maryland, and then I like Iowa. that they get a bye before Wisconsin. Right.
1: So, what's your scariest game?
0: Uh, scariest game I have at Colorado. Wow, really? So I'm going, yeah, because hmm. the what's scary about that is that if you do lose at Colorado, Colorado's coach is in his first year. Scott Frost is in his second year. Yep. Yeah. You would assume by that situation that Scott Frost, being the coach that Nebraska fans think he is, he should have things up and running enough to beat Colorado. Absolutely. Which, and – It's your rival. They hate these guys.
1: And they're going to be filling the stadium with their own fans. So I'm a little jealous that you picked that one.
0: Okay, because why would you go with?
1: I went with Maryland because this quasi rivalry that they have with Iowa, if you want to call it a rivalry, let's say they're having a good uh, season up to that point and they're looking forward to the Iowa game. They have to go all the way to Maryland.
0: There was a point when I pointed to that game. Mm Mm-hmm. And two months ago, I would have said that's the scariest game. Yeah. But the deeper I looked into Maryland, the less scary they got. Yeah,
1: I I can see that. So I took them off, and that's why I
0: switched it to to Colorado. All right, so then that gets us to the over-under, which we have at 8.5. It's tough, man. That's That's right where it needs to be. It's a great line. It is exactly where it needs to be. Okay,
1: so if I'm going down this schedule, boy, I mean, I could really see him winning nine games. Correct. I can.
0: Correct. Gosh, I know it's tough. There was a part of me that was like, I'm going to wait for big Kurt to make the call and then, okay, wait, I'm I'll I'm going to, I'm yeah, going to go. Okay.
1: I'm going under. You're going under. I'm going, I think they finish eight and four.
0: Okay. I'm going over. Okay. And
1: so do you think that puts them in a position to win the big 10 West?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You think they can do it? Especially if there was a situation after
1: all of those, those yeah. holes that you poked in their roster.
0: This is an intriguing team. It's an intriguing team because of what I'm seeing on the roster, which I'm not in love with, but then it is juxtaposed versus the schedule. Yeah, the schedule is amazing. I am in love with. Plays out great. I mean, it's incredible. Plays out great. And then, so, so if you really look at it, and you look at roster versus schedule, and I think I'm, I think, as we've talked about before, people tend to put too much emphasis on schedule. So maybe I'm doing that here. But if I put roster versus schedule it's a push right okay so what would be the thing that would push me to the positive side it's adrian martinez okay that's fair and then there's there's nine
1: but it's interesting that you were poking more holes than me and you're going over yeah i was defending them i'm going
0: under it's kind of how college football works it is man. it's it's why they play the games that's why they play the games all right so that wraps up nebraska we've already done illinois yeah anything else you want to add
1: uh i love football
0: yes we are and we're almost there we, this is like it's like you've gotten through the abyss yeah i've been
1: you know uh, what i haven't done yet i haven't taken that the friday off of, of week one.
0: Oh, okay. well week you got to do that yeah i took that i just haven't taken it off yet ago. i gotta
1: gotta put that in all right gotta submit that one
0: california really and, uh yeah for the week so what are you doing out there work oh And then I already took Friday off. There's a couple of reasons I need to take it off, but there I we're so close to that. But to to just what W H E T yes the appetite would be the Week Zero games. I'm very much looking forward Mm -hmm. to that. That's all I got. That's all I got, man. I am Jeffrey the Greek, and I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes and Big Podcast. Thanks a lot.